How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Catapulting Commissions family, welcome back. It is Christmas week. I hope you're excited as I'm excited. I literally love Christmas. Time for family, time for friendship, time to get together. What are you excited to find under your Christmas tree? Or if you celebrate, if you don't celebrate, what are you excited to spend time with your family as we wrap up the end of this 2020 calendar year? Shoot that to me in the messages. Uh, Shoot me a DM. Text me. Tell me what you're excited about. Tell me what gift is getting you excited out of bed in the morning. I am, I'm, I'm ecstatic. This week, favorite week, whole year. This week, we are bringing one of my favorite people in the world back on the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Now, if you follow the last few episodes, you realize the month of December, we have played the top four downloaded episodes of the Catapulting Commissions podcast, and today we're going to continue that trend. And if you have followed the last four weeks, you will know that if you text hello, the word hello, to 661-228-8967, you will get connected with the Catapulting Commissions community and be first to know of the new changes coming with the show in 2021. In 2021, the Catapulting Commissions podcast show is going to go to two shows a week. We'll continue the weekly Wednesday episode, but every Friday will be a six to 10 minute training topic. We'll call it Friday Focus with Catapulting Commissions, where you can get something applicable, a skill, something you can implement right away in your business as a sales professional, as a sales entrepreneur, as a sales leader. And you can text me saying, hey, I heard this advice. Can I pick your brand on it? And you'll get direct access to myself. But you can only do that if you text 661-228-8967. I love to have you join the Catapulting Commissions community. More importantly, I don't want to say more importantly, because that sounds really bad. But on the other hand, what else is exciting right now is Did you get connected to the Catapulting Commission's webinar? Because you just missed the very first one. Catapulting Commission's webinar comes out. It's a six-week series. You just missed week one. It's okay. You can still get connected. I'll send you the recording. Text 661-228-8967. Put webinar, and I'll send you the details. You get, get connected. We run a weekly webinar for six weeks that's going over Catapulting Commission's Achieving Your Revenue Goals in 2021. This curriculum is going to help change the way 2021 happens for you. Look, bottom line, 92% of people who set a goal at this time of the year fail it. Nine out of 10 people will not hit their goal. If you don't do something different, you're not going to get a different result. So text it, put the word webinar, we'll get you connected, right back plugged in. You'll join us on our next live webinar, which will be this upcoming Monday, December 28th at 5 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, and follow along with that webinar. We are going to run it for six consecutive weeks, and it'll be different content every week. So let me clarify that. Different content every week. So be sure to text 661-228-8967. Get connected with the Catapulting Commission's community. Get connected on the live webinar. Make 2021 your best year ever. Now, to make it your best year ever, 
I, I'm so excited to share with you who we have on the show today. Elise Archer is an executive uh, branding coach. She's an executive sales coach. She has built multiple six-figure uh, coaching businesses. And full disclosure, she is my personal branding and executive coach. I have shared with the Catapulting Commission's listeners, I've written down in my book that I think everyone should have a coach or an accountability partner, someone that's not going to hold back and give you the real deal, give you true, authentic, honest feedback. And I get that every time from Elise. She literally calls me when my head's in the cloud. She keeps me focused. She's kind of helps the brains behind the Catapulting Commission's brand. And I'm so excited that her episode was one of the most downloaded in 2020. We are going to combine her episodes, which are episode 24 and 25 of this year, on how to grow and monetize your personal brand. Look, if you don't have a personal brand going right now, get on it. You're behind the train. Personal brands and who you are is so incredibly important to the future of your professional career, your professional growth, your professional development. People will buy a product and service from you, not your company, from you. And to build that expertise, build your personal brand, there's, some, there's nobody who can do it better than Elise Archer and the team at Brand Builders Group. So be sure to click in uh, or be sure to listen to the show. Check the show notes. You have all the links for Elise Archer and text hello to 661-228-8967. All right, guys. Join this episode of Catapulting Commissions with Elise Archer. Elise Archer, welcome to the Catapulting Commission Show. Anthony, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be here with you today. And you know, as you were reading that intro, it uh, it reminded me like I just I love working with you as a client now. It reminded me that I, I tried to recruit you as a client back when I was doing the uh, sales coaching thing, and you were like, you're like, no, I'm good. Like I, which you you were because you kind of had that thing figured out <laughs> as we see with your brand. But it's been so cool that uh, that we've gotten to work together the past over a year now. Oh, and um, and just see what you've done with your brand and just how fast you've had success and grown. So I am just so excited to be here today and really, really looking forward to uh, wherever the conversation goes. I know it's going to be great. Fantastic, Elise. And yeah, that was, it was uh, almost a year and a half, two years ago where we uh, first connected on, on a sales coaching opportunity. Things didn't work out, but we did stay connected, which is something I always talk about, right? It's never a question of, it's not a question of no, but it's the opportunity wasn't right at that time and further opportunities developed. So I'm really, really thankful for the content you post and share, which kept me engaged and helped bring the Catapulting Commission's brand to life. So yeah, love it. with that being said, Elise, let's talk about that previous job first, just for a second. So you recently exited your role as a partner in an eight-figure international business specialized in sales coaching. After you exited, what did you learn? Oh, man, that's a big question. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's crazy. It's been about two years now, and it's so funny how time flies. You know, I think there, there was a lot that I learned through that experience. Um, my At the time, my whole identity was tied up in what I was doing. And I couldn't envision myself doing anything other than sales coaching and training. And I was living really my dream life, you know, making great money, had an amazing team that I was leading, had an incredible, you know, hundreds of clients who I was working with, I was speaking um, all over the country. Like life was really good. And I didn't think that anything, I couldn't imagine having a different future. And there were some sudden changes in the company and I had an unexpected exit and it was 
honestly, Anthony, probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life because I went from feeling totally confident in my future, what I was going to be known for, the impact I was making in the world, to suddenly feeling like overnight everything had changed. I lost my income. I lost my clients. I lost my brand, all of it just gone. And so it's a really weird paradigm to, uh, to be. And I think for anybody who has exited a company or even just with, you know, recent things going on in the economy, maybe they lost their job and they're at that point where suddenly they're having to reinvent themselves. It can be a little bit of a, like, it was like a come to Jesus moment for me. And, you know, I spent, I spent a couple of weeks kind of, I, I'm not going to say wallowing in self-pity. That's probably going to be a little bit more extreme than it was, but I spent a couple of weeks like really mourning the loss of, of what I thought um, my future was going to be. And, and more than just the loss of relationships from that. But what it forced me to do is it forced me to really get creative about what my brand was going to be about, what I was going to be known for. If I couldn't be known for sales coaching anymore, what was I going to be known for? And that was a scary thing to start thinking about because that was so my comfort zone. And I started thinking about anything else that I was passionate about, like personal development, or you mentioned some of the things in my bio, like visibility, just helping people step up into greater confidence. And I started having, like, I thought, I I guess I could be known for those things, but I had so much doubt show up of who am I to be qualified to talk about that? And why would anybody listen to me? And so one of the biggest things that I learned through that whole process was that if you feel called, if you have a message, something that you personally have been through or something that uh, is a challenge you've overcome, something you're passionate about, it's there for a reason. And each of us who feels called to be more visible and build a personal brand, just like you've done in you know, the sales space too, it's happening for a reason. And sometimes I think we doubt ourselves and we say, who am I to be the carrier of this message? And who am I to build a reputation around this? And it's crazy because you mentioned you know, some of the people that we work with at Brand Builders Group, there's there's some of the top personal brands in the world and being behind the scenes with them, you hear that same self-doubt still show up sometimes of, is anyone really going to want to hear this? Hasn't it been said before? But I think about it, I think each of us can think this for, you know, the leaders that we look to in our industry and in our space, um, they weren't the first one usually to say what they're saying or to build a reputation around what they're saying. Like if people you know, in the sales space said, well, Grant Cardone's already said it, then, and you're, it's like, and you think about the other people who you may be following, like all of your listeners who listen to you showing up and giving your value and giving your wisdom and insights. What if you decided that he'd already said it? So you were just going to throw in the towel and not do it, right? There's people who need to hear it from you specifically. And so for each of us, there's a group of people who they need to hear the message, the strategy, whatever it is that you feel called to share, they need to hear it from you specifically. Uh, we did a great interview for a summit a while back with uh, Les and Ona Brown. Ona is uh, Les's daughter, Dr. Ona Brown, and they, they train a lot of speakers. You know, Les Brown is one of the top motivational speakers in the world. Most people in sales probably know him, but they train a lot of speakers. And what they said is like, there are people who have your name written on their heart. They need to hear it from you. And so that's been just one of the biggest learning experiences and mindset shifts for me is that it's not really about me. If I'm feeling called to bring this message forth, it's because there's somebody out there who needs to hear it and they need to hear it from me. So lots of lessons uh, packed in there, but that was one of the big ones for sure. Oh my goodness. So much value in what you just said. And no, you are, it is okay to say that you dealt with an adverse opportunity. And you know, there is that moment of, I don't know 
what I'm going to do next. And I don't know, you know, what happened. I've lost my identity for, for a lack of better words. Right. But then you, you pivoted in a hard pivot, right? You went, you, you created and you joined the, or a founding member of the brand builders group. And some of these personal brands you've, you've mentioned or you've developed or you've worked with, you haven't mentioned them. And, and, you know, we can, we can uh, tackle that throughout the interview today. As people find that they're a personal brand themselves, one of the biggest challenges is why me? Like what makes me special? Why am I the one to do this? And and so you talked about, you know, because someone else has said it doesn't mean you can't say it again, which is true, right? But there is that, that fear, that, that doubt that no one's going to know who I am and why should somebody care about what I have to say? What would you say to somebody who's contemplating that personal branding in their life for their business or for what they do, but is still struggling with why would someone care what I have to say? Mm, Great question. I think there's a couple of things. I think one is, you know, you're like we talked about at the beginning, like if if you're feeling called to bring a message forth, there's somebody who needs to hear it. And the follow-up or the addition to that would be one of the best ways you can build a personal brand is by having some sort of a unique angle on whatever the topic is that you're teaching. And so when you start to ask yourself, why me? First of all, I think everyone today has a personal brand. Everyone should be building a personal brand, whether you're working for a corporation or not, because that's really, that's what you have. At the end of the day, your personal brand is just your reputation. It's what you're known for. Now, one of the challenges when building a personal brand, though, can be noise. And so sometimes I think when we're wondering why me, what we're really asking is, gosh, there's so much noise out there. How am I going to rise above? How am I going to get my voice heard? How am I going to kind of cut through it? One of the best ways that you can do it, there's a great Larry Winget quote. He says, the key is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. So find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Today, it's not so much how are you better than the next person or the last person. You know, there's always going to be somebody who's better than you, more experienced at you than what you do. And there's always going to be plenty of people who aren't as good as you as well. So it's not so much that. It's more how are you different? How are you unique? And so what you can really do is start to look at the topic that you want to build a brand around, build a reputation around, and look at what could be my unique angle on this. And you're wanting to build a brand around it for a reason, right? It's something that's on your heart. Maybe you have a personal background working in it, or it's something you're passionate about, or your career is in this space. And it's like, hey, it would really help me grow my sales, grow my business, if I could be speaking on more stages about this or have a podcast about this. But what you want to start to look at is your own unique angle on the topic. And it can be a number of different things. It can be your personal background. So are there challenges that you've overcome uh, related to your topic? Is there something that we would call your superpower, something that comes really naturally to you that other people think is hard. Um, A couple of examples in my own brand, like one of the things that I talk about um, publicly, which I used to be scared to talk about, but it's part of my uniqueness and it's part of how I think I can help people is I'm really passionate about helping people overcome insecurities as they step up and become more visible because I struggled with them for so many years. And I struggled from my teens through my twenties with an eating disorder and really like bad body image issues. And so for anybody who struggles, maybe not to that extreme, but who struggles with all my my gosh, what are people going to think of me and what's going to happen when I put myself out 
Like I've been through that. I've worked through it. So that's part of my own unique angle now on helping people. And most of my clients haven't had that same path, but I get it. I've been there. Um, another thing, like the video piece, what I teach, you know, for me, I would say that's one of my superpowers. It's, it's easy. It's natural. It's fun for me, but I work with a lot of clients where it's not the same. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of people where it's not easy. It feels uncomfortable. It feels awkward. So it's really about looking at what's your own unique background, superpower, experience that you can apply to the topic. And if you're not sure, you know, ask your friends, get some people who know you to say like, Hey, what's the, when you think about me, what are the words that describe me? What are some of the things that you think are my superpowers? Maybe like, I just don't know that it's something I do well or do naturally. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen me overcome in that outside perspective? A lot of times we take for granted the stuff that seems so natural to us. We're so close to it. We just don't see it. So when you get that outside perspective, you can really start to see your unique angle come to light on whatever topic it is that you want to speak about and build a brand around. I like that. So you have this identity, right? That That is you. You are your story, right? And your story is impactful. Your story is powerful. So you, you mentioned everyone should have a personal brand to some form and extent. Now, at least one of the questions that that I've been asked and at being being a client of, of yours and being a client of brand builders and is, okay, so you're building this personal brand, then what, right? How, how do you monetize this, right? I mean, you know, do I become a, you know, a multimillionaire by selling, you know, a $24 book on Amazon or what's my path, right? And so, how does somebody take that personal brand they're developing and monetize it followed by why should any sales professional find value in their personal brand separate from the company brand they represent? Mm, love these questions. Okay. So for the first question, you know, for a lot of your listeners, they are, they probably already work for an organization and maybe they're in sales leadership or maybe they're in sales for a company. You've got your built-in monetization right there. <laughs> so it's, it's really, it's the more well-known you become in your space, in your field, your, your built-in monetization is there. You're going to get more customers for what you do. And this could probably be a whole nother podcast where we could talk about the fear amongst sales leadership of their team, building personal brands and going on and leaving them. And I think there's, to me, that's scarcity mindset. Really, you want your people to be well-known. You want your people to be branded. It's kind of like saying, what if I train my sales team and they leave? Well, what if you don't and they stay. It's the same type of thing. So there is a lot of benefit today for a sales professional or a sales leader to be building their brand in their space. Because when you think about just the customer journey and how people shop and how people buy today, they're doing the majority of their research online before they reach out. And so you think about what are they, what are they searching? What are the keywords they're typing in? What are they looking for? And are you coming up or is somebody else coming up? And by building a personal brand in your industry, maybe you're putting out thought leadership videos on LinkedIn. Maybe you've got a YouTube channel that's dedicated to just short, simple how-tos and tutorials. It doesn't have to be fancy, but what you want to do is you want to be the one who's found when your ideal customers are searching for what you do so that when they're ready to buy, they're going to want to reach out to you. The other component of that is that people follow people way more than they follow companies. And I know this is this is a big mindset shift because for whoever's listening, especially if they're in leadership, they've probably been really focused on the company brand and that is important. But at the end of the day, think about when you personally are scrolling social media, what makes you stop the scroll? Is it a logo of a company or is it an image of a human face? We connect with humans and 
And so it's really critical as sales leaders to be thinking about how to empower your team to build a personal brand. And then as a sales professional, I know sometimes you have varying degrees of wiggle room and bandwidth of what you can and can't do depending on company policies. But even when I was back in digital marketing sales years and years ago, I sold, you know, pay-per-click advertising and SEO before people knew what SEO was. Um, I was working on building a personal brand for myself in that space because I was marketing all these small and medium-sized businesses online and helping them be visible for the search terms they wanted to show up for. And I started thinking like, why am I doing this for them? And then for me, I'm just doing a bunch of cold calling. And when people search me online, they don't find anything. You know, it was, it was, it was like, why don't I just do the same thing for myself that I can generate more inbound leads and be more successful? Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. So to the other part of the question about monetizing the brand, um, if you don't, if you're not planning on building your personal brand around your sales career or around what you're selling, there's a number of different ways that you can monetize your personal brand. And we call them the PAIDs, P-A-I-D-S. Um, you know this, Anthony, as a client, we love a good acronym at Brand Builders Group. So pretty much everything is an acronym. Um, but we look at the five ways that you can get paid for your information, for your expertise as a personal brand. So uh, they're products, ads, and affiliates. So think about kind of like building a big network and then people will pay to get in front of that network. Uh, information. So that could be a membership site. That could be a course brand deals. So you build your brand to a certain point and you get paid to do a TV show, write a book, et cetera. And then finally services, which would be more of the time for money. That's usually where most personal brands start. Think about that, like coaching, consulting, speaking, training. It's great because there's very little barrier to entry. You don't need inventory. You don't need to uh, you know, get a warehouse or anything like that. And it can also be challenging over time because for most of us at some point, we don't want to be trading time for money. So in the long run, a lot of people will look at, hey, how can I leverage my brand and create some more passive, quote unquote passive, because nothing's really passive, but create more passive revenue streams off of my brand. But in the short term, if you're just looking to get started out and you've got a skill set, I mean, you can start coaching tomorrow. You can start training tomorrow. So um, those are the different ways to be, to be thinking about it. Absolutely. I mean, I love, I love the paids. And uh, I guess Brand Builders has plenty of acronyms, but it makes things simple, right? Finding that first source of revenue from your personal brand was probably one of the most challenging things for me because, uh, like I said, you know, I, I I do work for a large corporation. I do have uh, a source of income that that pays very well. And I was like, okay, well, how do I add an additional revenue stream, right? I mean, I've I believed in multiple revenue streams my entire life, and so going through that. Uh, becoming, you know, this expert or this product expert or, or, or knowledge expert, which, you know, it took a conversation, a couple conversations with you, at least say, okay, you know, I've done multiple years in different sales industries, multiple different accolades. And it's, it's funny, the amount of information that 
that I have forgotten in my personal sales experience is more than sometimes what I'm teaching people. And so I, I have found myself that, okay, there is so much wealth of knowledge from what, from what we discovered about my personal brand and working with you that uh, you know, people do pay for that information and there are ways to monetize that. Which, which brings me to something we first spoke about. And, and I think this was in, in our, one of our original calls. You, you, you talked to me about a, a concept called Sheehan's Wall. And I have ran with this concept of Sheehan's Wall, and I've I've used it in in training my own sales team and and, and kind of using Sheehan Wall in building their credibility within their respective industry. Can you talk to us a little bit about what Sheehan's Wall is and and uh, and how we apply that in our business? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that I think, you know, we're up against without even realizing it a lot of the time. So it's a really important concept. So the idea behind Sheehan's Wall. It's a concept we created, but it's it's named after a uh, consultant named Peter Sheehan who studies businesses and brands that rise to the top of their class and says, what is it that the ones who become really well-known and influential and successful do differently than everybody else? And what we did is we took his research and then modeled it for personal brands because it's really the same thing. And so what Sheehan's wall is, Anthony, is in every industry, the way you can think about it is there's, there's kind of two different groups of people. And you've got this invisible wall that divides the two different groups. One of the groups on one side of the wall is the well-known. So they're the leaders in the industry. They're the ones that you see writing the books, podcasts, speaking on stages, having easy, you know, it's like easy inbound opportunities coming to them consistently because of their reputation and what they've done. And then on the other side, you've got people who are more unknown. And this could be they're just starting out. This could be that they haven't been clear about building their reputation. I mean, you even see this down to a company level where you've got some people to think about even in a big company where it's like there's some people who you see on the award stages every single year and they're getting the awards. They're the ones who are well-known. And then you've got this other group of people who aren't as well-known who are kind of sitting in the audience clapping for them. Same type of thing. So the dynamic and the concept behind us is on the side of the unknown, people want to break through. They see the opportunity on the other side. They say, gosh, if I could just be better known, if I could have a stronger reputation, I could be making more money. I could be making a greater impact. Um, I could have more opportunities. So they see the opportunity on the other side, but the challenge just most people aren't clear on what the strategy is to break through the wall. So they come at it from all different angles. And in the personal branding space, this can look like, especially when you're first starting out, you know, not being clear on what your message or your topic is going to be. So you talk about all this different stuff or you, um, you go, you speak on 10 different topics or you launch a podcast and it's like a general kind of lifestyle podcast, but you don't have a brand name yet. So no one's really listening. You know, it can look like the types of opportunities that you say yes to. So anything that comes your way, you're like, yes, I'll try it. I'll just do it. Um, it can look like your social media strategy. You're not clear on it. So, you know, you're going to do, you're going to go all in on Instagram and then you do that for a couple months and you don't really get the results you were looking for. You think, okay, you know, maybe I should switch it up and switch to YouTube. So what ends up happening is you're coming at the wall from all these different angles. And for your video watchers, I'm like doing a really not good visual of this, but <laughs> you're coming at the wall from all these different angles. And what ends up happening is what we call brand dilution. So there's never anything that's clear enough or focused enough to start to pick up and be memorable. The people who do break through the wall, it's a much smaller group of people. And this is where the challenge comes in because it does require some focus and discipline. Um, the people who break through the wall are the ones who say, look, I know I could be talking about all these different things, doing all these different things, saying yes to every single opportunity that comes my way. But they say, you know what, I'm going to focus in on becoming 
known for one thing. And they go all in on that. And so these efforts that were spread so thin and diluted suddenly get really focused. And it's literally just a matter of time with enough consistency, clarity, and velocity that you build up that strength and that power to bust through the wall. And then once you're on the other side, everything changes. Everything opens up for you. It's, it's no longer you reaching out to introduce yourself, you reaching out to um, try to you know, have the conversation with someone or get the opportunity. It's inbound. People are coming to you. Opportunities are coming to you because of who you are. I think about examples like... Um, like Gary Vaynerchuk, a lot of your listeners probably like Gary V. You know, for years before he was Gary V, he was doing Wine Library TV. And he focused in on that for years. And a lot of us forget that. Now that he's on the other side and he's quote unquote Gary V, he can talk about business, family, relationships, motivation, New York Jets, launch a sneaker line, and it's successful because he is him. Um, you mentioned at the beginning too, like we work with some high level clients, Lewis Houses one of our clients that a lot of people may listen to in the podcasting space. And for years before he had built such a big brand, he was the LinkedIn guy. He taught people how to network on LinkedIn and he went all in on that and did that for years, got enough momentum going, broke through the wall. And now he can you know, interview Tony Robbins on his jet and he can have a successful podcast event, uh, brand deals because he is Lewis Howes. And I think this is one of the biggest disservices to people and one of the biggest uh, misconceptions about building your brand is you look to the people you want to emulate and you say, well, they're talking about everything. So clearly that's the way to do it. And the key is it's not because you didn't see them before they broke through the wall. You didn't see them. You know, I was listening to Gary Vee um, do a live a couple of weeks ago. And he said, look, for years, when I was first doing my, my videos and my trainings, I would have like five to seven people hop on. And none of us saw that. We see him now with thousands of people joining live and following him, but we didn't see the before. So if you're on the more unknown side of the wall, it's okay. Everyone starts there. And what's going to help you break through faster is figuring out what the uniqueness is of your brand, what your focus is, building your reputation on one key thing, and then expanding from there. I love that. I mean, that, that transition, right, from the unknown to known is, you know, as someone who's going through it right now, right, it is, it is, it is not easy. There's a lot of times that you get into these, these mental obstacles and, and you mentioned focus, which is funny. I, I know we've had coaching calls where you tell me to focus, but once you break through and you get to the other side of that wall, the ability to really be a thought leader on anything is so valuable. And I'm, I'm going to spin that here for our listeners real quick. What Elise is talking about, if you work for a company, right, and I know I've told this to the sales team that I manage, it is not your job to tell your prospect or your customer about the hundred different product options they have. You want to be known for solving one problem for your industry, and you want to be known as the expert in that space. And then once you're on the other side of that wall, you can get there. Now, in working for a corporation, it's you know sometimes penetrating that wall is a little easier. You get some credibility because you have a big Fortune 500 company or you have a reputation from that, that company. But in the terms of a personal brand, breaking through that wall it's it, it get sometimes it gets frustrating. It gets challenging, right? Because you're always, you're, you're trying to get there and it's not easy. Um, and I, let me rephrase that. I don't want to say that it's not easy. It's, it doesn't happen as fast as we like it, right? We're in this, in this age of instant gratification. And so I know on my, on my office wall, I have a, a quote that says chop wood, carry water. And it comes from going through Sheehan's wall that if I just chop wood, carry water with a specific strategy, uh, I'll, I'll end up on that other side. So 
when you coach somebody and, and you're having this conversation of, hey, we're going to break you through on the other side of Sheehan's wall. Is there a timetable you tell someone, hey, here's how long it'll take you? Like, is, is, is it something timing? Is it something social media growth? Like, when does someone know they arrived to the other side? Yeah, love this question. It, it depends on what wall you're breaking through. So there's always another wall. There's always another wall. And for, for each of your listeners, they have probably broken through certain walls in their career if they focused it all on their brand. And, and so there, the thing is, though, there's always this next level. It's kind of like once you're a big fish in a, in a small pond, you see this next bigger pond that you want to break through. And it really depends on how many people are already there. Uh, you know, I work, with, I, I work with a lot of financial advisors and insurance agents. And for them, because so few people have been really gung-ho about doing social media and video, it's like for the ones who just do it now, it's a relatively simple process because there's so there's not a lot of competition. <laughs> now, if you're trying to break into, you know, more of the motivational personal development space where people have been building online brands for years, yeah, it's probably going to take a little bit longer. So part of it is just looking at who's already out there and, and kind of like, what's the pond that I'm trying, that I'm jumping into? What's the wall I'm trying to break through? But here's how you know, is it shifts from feeling like a push to a pull. So you will know that you're starting to make progress breaking through the wall when you're getting opportunities and people coming to you who say, maybe it's like, hey, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. You've really changed my life. I'd love to talk with you about coming and speaking to our organization or, you know, how do I buy your book um, or how do I work with you? You know, I've, I've been watching your LinkedIn videos um, on, you know, XYZ. Like I've been watching your LinkedIn videos on uh, financial services space and we're looking to hire a financial advisor. How do I do that? How do I get in touch with you? So you'll know because people are coming to you and then you'll reach a point of saturation. It'll kind of probably feel like a trickle at the beginning. Then it'll reach a point of saturation where it's like, oh my gosh, this has really exploded. I've got to hire a team. I've got to get people involved to help with this. And that's when you know it's time to work on the next wall or, you know, get some infrastructure in place, solidify what you've got and, and just rock it out. Um, but that is how you know. That is great. And then, and fun fact, I, I believe I originally got connected with you through LinkedIn videos, which was, you know, I, and I've, I have said multiple times, I thank you for sharing that content. Sometimes, you know, we don't realize there's someone who is engaging in our content, who is listening, who are inspiring and motivating, right? And so it's, it's really sometimes that, that power of one. But, you know, you mentioned earlier, Gary Vee was doing calls for five or seven people. And I know that when, you know, if I create a post and it doesn't have a lot of likes and the next one has tons of likes, I'm like, is the, is the content different? Is the message different? And it is, you know, who am I trying to serve? If I'm trying to serve my ego, then yeah, I want likes and, and shares. And, but if I'm trying to serve my 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 ideal person and i'm trying to be in a position of service then those videos uh come really natural and come really easy totally yeah w w one quick thing because i this it actually came up on a uh, on a group coaching call i was leading today for my video students and i just i think it's so important what you just said and so i just want to speak to it really quick um there's a number of people in that group who have recently started putting out videos and they're like I'm getting a lot of views. Like I'm, I'm actually, they're getting a lot of views and they're either not getting a lot of comments and engagement or the views are kind of all over the place. And they're like, what's going on? What's, what's wrong? And how do I get more people to comment and engage and reach out to me? And this is what I reminded them. I've got to remind myself of it. And, and I think it's each of us has to remember this. Think about all the people you follow online where you love their stuff and you never comment. Now, maybe you are the one in 20, <laughs> 
who's actually really diligent about commenting on everything or liking, but how many times do you stop? You watch a video or it's on in the background while you're doing something. You're like, that was really good. And then you go and you tell somebody about it later in the day. You're like, I got this really great idea from Anthony today and I'm going to implement it. But they never once took the time to comment on your video or like it. I do that all the time. So it's a good reminder for me that I need to be more engaged on other people's content because sometimes we're just going so fast. But all those people who are watching it, even if they're not watching all the way through, that's an impression. That's a branding impression in their minds. And that's what so much of this is about is them building a relationship with you. You don't know online who's building a relationship with you. Every time you put something out, but I promise you, if you do it consistently and you don't give up because you're frustrated that you're not getting the engagement or the, the, the comments that you were hoping for, when they're ready to buy, when they're ready to work with someone who does what you do, they're going to reach out to you. So it's what you said. It's never underestimate the power of one. And remember that most of your people aren't going to take the time to tell you they appreciate your stuff. That's just how it goes. I'm so glad you said that because that is one, I think I'm glad I heard that because I needed to hear that myself. But two, I know there's someone listening or watching that needs to hear that as well. Now, let's talk a little bit about the salespeople in this video content. Why would a sales professional want to create video content, right? I mean, it's, there's so much, you know, there's, and I I go back to some conversations I had when I first started creating video content. And, 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 you know, I had some people who've been in my industry for 30, 40 years. Why would you want to do that? What, you know, what, what's the purpose of wanting to create this video content? And I was trying to explain my passions on why I would want to do it. But, you know, we've talked about building a brand. We've talked about creating content, but specifically video content, which if you're listening or watching, you got to follow Elise Archer. Her video content is phenomenal. It's consistent. It's motivating. And it's, it's, it's inspiring. So it gets delivered on a weekly basis. But as a sales professional, like I sell a product, I sell a service. Why would I want to create video content and how do I create a video content strategy? Mm, okay, big questions. So <laughs> let's, tackle the, let's tackle the first one first. Why would you want to create video content? Um, I'll share a stat and then I'll share a story. So for those of you who are super logical, analytical types, by 2021, 82% of all consumer traffic is going to be on video. What that means is that 82% of your ideal customers who are searching for ideas, answers in terms of what you do. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're a financial advisor and, uh, and you want to be getting more clients in that space. People are looking online for how do I retire? How do I, you know, what's a 401k? How do I start a, a Roth IRA? Like they're looking for that and they're watching videos. 82% of them want to watch a video to get the answer. So it's really about, you know, we hear about selling to people and and modifying your approach based upon how they want to meet with you, how they want to connect with you. Even if you're not a big video person, like a big video consumer, if you know that 82% of your people are, then it's going to be really wise for you to be creating video content so that you are the one that they're watching, sharing, engaging. It's like everyone, it's just the world has gone video when you look at content that's going out. How I personally realized how powerful this was, um, and I never in a million years, Anthony, envisioned that I would be teaching people this, talking about it. Like It was not something that I envisioned myself doing. It kind of just happened by accident. Um, in 2015, I left my corporate job, and I was doing, like I mentioned before, I was doing digital advertising sales, had a healthy you know, six-figure sales job, was doing really well there. And I felt really called to go into business for myself doing coaching. And at the time, I, um, 
<laughs> I was probably, well, I, I'm still a lot of a risk taker, but probably more of a risk taker than I would advise your, your audience to be. I had one client who had paid me $300 to review a PowerPoint presentation for him. And for me, that was proof of concept. I was like, I'm good. I'm out. I think I was just really ready to go. <laughs> So I had six months worth of savings to my name. I had this one client who paid me 300 bucks and I'm leaving the six figure job. And I'm like, okay, I got to find a way to build a reputation for clients fast. So what I thought about at the time was, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily an experienced coach. I didn't have a lot of clients. I, I didn't, I wasn't the best. I was going into sales coaching at the time. I wasn't the best sales coach out there. So I didn't necessarily know how to coach, but what I did know was how to market and brand myself and advertise myself because I've been doing that for these small businesses for so long. So all I knew was I had to be known in my space. So I went on a really aggressive marketing campaign of myself and I tried everything. I hosted a local networking event. I went to other people's events. I, um, I, I, I got a podcast. I emailed, I cold called and everything was like, it was starting to take off, but there was nothing that was really getting me the volume of business I needed. And the clock was ticking and I was like, crap, if I don't get this figured out, I'm going to have to go find another job. And I'll tell you, it was kind of just more stumbling into it. Um, I can't remember why I started doing this. Actually, I'll tell you what, it may have been, I remember around that time I read Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. And I think that helped me start thinking differently about the content I was putting out. Great book, by the way, if, uh, if your audience hasn't uh, read it yet. But I started putting out just short, simple thought leadership videos on social media. So LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and I would just share what I knew about sales. Like that was it. I was like, I'm just going to teach people what I know about sales. Um, try to add some value. I think that'll help. And it blew me away how quickly people started reaching out and saying, I've been watching your videos on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm like, you've helped me so much with my sales process and I'm looking to hire a coach. Can I work with you? What's it like to work with you? And granted, again, it's like, I had this one client who paid me 300 bucks and I was like, I guess you can work with me if you want, if you want. are you, are you sure? <laughs> but I very quickly was able to grow and scale that business and build it into a multiple six figure business. Um, just a little over 12 months from there all based primarily, I shouldn't say all based, but probably 80, 90% from inbound leads that came to me seeking me out as their coach. Now, I know that story was about being an entrepreneur. However, it applies to salespeople as well, because as a salesperson, think about the difference of you going after and pursuing a prospect and trying to convince them to take a call with you and trying to convince them to, you know, to get on the phone or book a meeting with you versus what would it look like if people were coming to you? What would it look like if, if customers were reaching out to you and saying, hey, you've really helped me think differently about this area of my business or this area of my life. I'd like to book an appointment with you and see you know, what, how you can help me. It's totally different. It's cold versus very, very hot. Um, and at the end of the day, what video does is it speeds up the whole process. People see you. There's a, a certain number of factors that go into building trust online. There's actually three key factors. People need to be able to see you, they need to feel like they know you, and they need to learn something from you. So they need to see you, feel like they know you, and learn something from you. Video accomplishes all three. I can see you talking, so I feel automatically like I, I like you, I have more proximity with you. You know, as you do your videos, you're probably going to drop little things here or there about your life. Maybe they just see where your office is, or they see where you live, or you mention like 
you know, I was at XYZ game this weekend. They start to know you a little bit more personally. And then for salespeople, it's just, just their simple, helpful tip videos related to whatever it is that you're selling, the industry that you're in, and people can start to learn from you. So I'm a big fan of give away everything you know. Be generous with your content. This is something we teach at Brand Builders Group. People don't pay for information. They pay for organization and application. So your best bet as a salesperson is give away everything that you know that you would actually teach a paying client, but you're going to do it in random order in your video. So you're going to pick one topic this week, one topic another week. People don't pay for the information anymore. They're going to pay you to help them apply it in their life or in their business, but it's going to speed up the process so much for you. It's going to get you way more inbound leads and it's going to help you have a heck of a lot more customers. I think what you said there about uh, building that that credibility through video, right? And we talked about see you, know you, learn from you. Um, I have truly taken what you have well, you have taught me, right? And I, I know you represent brand builders and I've learned a lot about brand builders, but you are my coach. I have implemented that in my personal video marketing strategy, right? And, and if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't subscribed to the blog, you, it's a great time to, to click off and go do that because I do deliver video content on a consistent basis. And what you're saying is very true because now the inbound messages, the inbound leads are for applying some of the strategies that that I have taught and some of the strategies that you've taught me to teach. Now, in going and creating this video, can we talk about some of the mistakes people made? I know some of the mistakes I've made, but you coach a big, big network of people who create video content, who someone's listening to this right now is like, man, this is awesome. I'm going to do this. And then, you know, they're going to go piggyback mine and then piggyback yours. I'm like, oh, I can see how they do it. But what are some of the mistakes that people make when they first start producing video content? Mm. Well, I've probably made every single one of them. So let me think back to, <laughs> uh, to what I've done. Gosh, you know, there, there's a lot. I think um, here's a big one. Watching your video before you post it. So if you are watching your video before you post it, what's probably going to happen is you are going to nitpick and look at what you did and say, that wasn't good enough. I need to re-record it. Well, 17 takes and four hours later, you're frustrated. You're like, well, screw it. This, this isn't worth it, right? And then you do nothing. So that was actually one of the biggest things that helped me just be a consistent video creator early on. And still to this day, I don't watch mine. Um, it's just not watching them. You know, my, my mentor and coach has this quote that I love. She says, perfectionism is for poor people. So if you're trying to be a perfectionist with your video content, and you are like, well, I've got to watch and just make sure I didn't stumble or didn't mess up. Um, you're going to make mistakes. You know, you and I were laughing a little bit in the pre-chat about the mistakes we make on our video content. I make a ton. So and, and here's the thing. You'll know if it's bad enough that it can't go into the world. But it's got to be pretty bad for me. Yes. It's got to be pretty bad. I've learned to just laugh at myself when I mess stuff up and keep going. Um, so that's, that is one of them. I think another question a lot of people have is, how do I communicate my message well? So do I need to be, do I need to like have a teleprompter? Do I wing it? And I found that it's really about what works well for you. But for the vast majority of my clients, I work with a client where it was literally taking her over four hours to record a video and get it out. And we made this one switch and she does the whole thing in under 10 minutes now. Um, she was scripted 
scripting out the whole video and then trying to read through it. And this was like a two, three minute video. It wasn't a long one. So you can imagine how frustrated she was with how many times she was redoing it. Um, my favorite thing for scripting is just have an outline, have bullet points. I use the notes function on my computer or on my phone, and I'll just do bullet points of like, these are the three key topics that I want to hit. That way I'm not scripted. I think that really sounds unnatural and most people can feel that. Um, and, and that way too, if I get lost, I can always come back to my points as well. And the other thing I like about that, because with video, it's really tempting to look at yourself while you're recording. And then, and for anyone who's tried any video content, and you, you realize this, um, if you're looking at yourself, then you're not looking at the camera lens. So you're not actually making eye contact with the person who's watching on the other side. And that's part of what you want to do with your videos is look at the camera lens, not yourself. If you have notes uh, written down with your bullet points, I just cover my image with those notes. So I'm not tempted to look down at myself. So it's, it's helpful little stuff like that. Um, and then I think another mistake people make is they think that they need to have super fancy tech in order to do it. This is the number one question I get. And it's always hilarious to me because I'm so low tech. Like I'm not a tech person. I don't enjoy it. I'm not good with it. I'm like an 85 year old when it comes to figuring out the tech piece. Like it's just not my, <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> uh, much respect to all of, uh, all of my elderly clients. So I, I work with quite a few who are there, you know, it's like they haven't had to know how to do this and now they're having to know how to do this. But I think that's why we get along because I'm not, I'm not super into the tech piece. But what I find is people will reach out and they'll say, you know, what's the right tech that I need for my videos? And usually those are the same people who are, it's, it's uh, procrastination cleverly disguised as perfectionism. So it's, they're using it as an excuse to not get started. The only tech you need is in your phone. Like that you've already got it. You've already got it. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, yes, there are things you can do. Like you've got a great setup with your mic and with your lighting, but you didn't let that be an excuse to you starting. And so if you're letting that be an excuse, let the tech follow the strategy. If you're just putting out short thought leadership videos on LinkedIn, you literally just need your phone. You record the video in the LinkedIn app and you post it. Done. Um, so get started. Figure out the tech you need as you go, but don't procrastinate on that, on just getting it out there because you're trying to be too perfect with the tech. I, I love that. The tech is is really funny. Right? I mean, I have people who've reached out to me to get questions or details about the technology that I currently have and what I'm currently using. And the funny part is I have this really fancy high K uh, or high K 4K digital camera. That I'm like, hey, man, I'm gonna put this together and I'm gonna record my, my video content in this super clear quality. Honestly, I can't figure it out. So I've just gone back to my webcam that I've used for you know the first five, six months that I've been creating content. I'm like, this webcam, this microphone, it seems to work for me. But I do have the new tech that honestly, I, it might end up going back because I don't know how to use it and I haven't figured it out. And it's not something that I, that I really want to figure out right now. I got so many other projects diving in. I like what you said, Elise, about not watching the video. That has been one of the biggest game changers for me where, um, you know, my, my content strategy as we're talking this year, you know, I, I record my blogs in batches. So let's say it's Saturday morning and I'm okay. Here's, here's my, my next four or five video contents that I'm going to create. And I record them just, and you're right. I know when it's so bad that I have to re-record it, but you know, that, that, uh, you know, that pendulum of how bad it is the more I've done, it gets further and further. Like, Oh, I don't need, I can just, just roll with it. it you, oh, sorry guys. Just here's the authentic approach. But when I first started, I did watch those videos and two or three hours for a four minute video was like, 
this is not a good return on, on my time. This, this investment on this video, you know, if I had to bill by the hour to create this video, it was really expensive. So uh, I like what you said there about doing that. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. So people who are building this brand or want to get confident in building this video, right? Who is the ideal person that comes to you and looks for help. Now, I know that, you know, and and I don't want to give a shameless plug, but, you know, I am sales professional, sales leader. I, I came to you for help. But outside of the world of salespeople, or maybe just dial in on salespeople, what professions are coming to you looking for help? And what does that strategy look like when they first come to you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for asking. You know, it's it's interesting, I would say, especially on the personal branding side, our clients are so diverse. So we do have, we've got a number of people in sales, whether it's real estate, um, you know, mortgage, financial services, who are kind of seeing the opportunity to really grow their brand in their space. And they're seeing that not as many people have been focused on it. So they're kind of, they're jumping at that opportunity. Um, and then we're also working with a lot of people who you would consider more in the thought leadership category. So coaches, consultants, speakers, um, authors, influencers. So it's really diverse on the personal branding side. And, and we work with people who are just starting out in their journey. Maybe it's more of a side hustle to some of the most established personal brands in the world. And for each of them, we, we call them mission-driven messengers. Um, for each of our clients, it's not just about I want to make more money. It's really about, I have this thing I want to help people with. And the more well-known I am in my space, the more I can help people. So that's, um, that's on that side. And then on the video side, it's, it's been interesting to me because when I launched the program, like I said, I never envisioned I would help people with this, but it, I just found that it was such a need. I was working with a lot of clients when I was doing the sales coaching who were great in a boardroom. Uh, they could do a presentation in front of you know one or a thousand and feel comfortable. But there was something about when it came time to turn on the camera and hit record where they would come to a screeching halt. Either they're not confident in the way they look or sound, they're not clear in their messaging, confident in that, or they're just really confused by what the overall strategy is. And so on that side, I've worked with executives from some companies like Silicon Valley executives. Um, and I found a lot of my clients lately have been in the financial services and insurance space too, um, interestingly enough, because again, they, they see the opportunity where, hey, if they can get visible before everybody jumps on the bandwagon, because those industries tend to be a little bit behind, um, just in terms of, of tech and social media they can have a lot of success. So I am working with a lot of clients in that space as well. And I think it's really primed for mortgage um, and real estate as well um, for the industries. But, but yeah, the, the way it looks to work with me in either case is just to have a, a free discovery call to really hear about what's going on in your business, what you're looking for. And then um, I've got a number of different options for how my team and I can help people if it's a good fit, depending on, um, depending on what's right for them. 
from there. So it's really just about getting to know somebody, hearing what their needs are. I mean, the people who are in sales are like, I get it. This is, <laughs> this is it, right? It's just really learning what somebody needs and then uh, tailoring some solutions from there. Fantastic. And, you know, as, as you're identifying these clients that come in, uh, you know, I, I, I say this wholeheartedly. Um, I have, uh, you know, I've, I've worked with Elise and we've, we're going on year two of, of our engagement of working together. And truth be told, if you're at a point where you're saying, hey, I want to monetize to that next level or I want to brand to that next level, I couldn't, I couldn't endorse it enough. And it's funny, I, I have guests on the show uh, all the time where we talk about, you know, what product or service they offer typically towards the end of our interview. And, you know, and some have phenomenal products, but this is one of the few where I'm like, hey, I'm, I, you know, I drink the Kool-Aid. I drink the brand builders. I'm very familiar with the video content that you're creating and, and you're coaching. So I am a huge proponent of that. So uh, last question I got for you here, Elise. As, uh, as we've wrapped this show up, whether you're listening to it on audio or listening to it video, I'm going to include a bunch of links in the show notes. But how does someone get connected to you to learn more about Elise Archer, to learn more about brand builders? Where do you, where do you, where do you recommend people find you? Mm, thank you. Well, I will share if I can share really quick one other thing that that I do want to say just because Please. you mentioned um you mentioned just the process of working with us and one thing I want to do is for anybody who's listening and has watched Anthony's brand you, and the growth that you've had and what you've done, you have done the hard work that most people aren't willing to put in. And I know it's not easy and I know it's frustrating because we see, you know, we have this vision as visionaries, we see what we want to put out in the world, you know, the podcast, the book, um, we see the stages we want to speak on. And we see that from day one often. And it can be so challenging to do the disciplined work up front of getting clear on what your brand is, what your message is, what your strategy is going to be. And you have so consistently followed, like you're so coachable, which is great. That's part of what makes a great coach is they're also, this is why I know you're a good coach because you are so coachable as well. And you follow the steps and just to see in a year, like, international best-selling book, you know, the press you've gotten, the, this podcast coming out and being so successful, like you have done it. And it probably seems from the outside for a lot of people, like, where did that come from? Right. And it's because you've had the discipline to do the steps and do the work and get really clear on how you're going to serve people, how you're going to help people and what your brand and your message is going to be all about. But I think you're such a good example of what a product is of somebody following the coaching and doing the steps to break through the wall. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that because um, because you've had a lot of patience and discipline where a lot of people don't. And hopefully you, you feel like you're reaping the rewards um, of that. Elise, thank you so much for that. Honestly, no, I, I really appreciate that. It's uh, what you just said is funny because I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, you just came from, from the middle of nowhere. I was just on a, I was just interviewed on another podcast yesterday where it was like, oh my goodness, dude, you, you came out of nowhere and, and you're commanding a following. And, you know, I told the host, I said, well, with all honesty, uh, I might have come out of nowhere, but it wasn't by mistake. There was a lot of planning behind the scenes before I ever made my first video post. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, let's just, let's just, let's just do it. There was some strategy behind it. And then it was, hey, let's just do it, right? Let's just, let's just go with it. Any mistake we'll make, we'll, we'll, we'll fix along the way. So one, I thank you for that. And two, you've definitely been a huge part on that. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's circle that back. How does someone find you? How does the next person want, that wants to work with Elise Archer get a hold of you? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm at Elise Archer everywhere on social. Um, and my personal website is EliseArcher.com as well. Uh, but one thing I would love to, to be of service and just to offer to your audience is if someone is listening and they're like, yeah, I do want to have, you know, that complimentary discovery call and, and kind of talk through my strategy for my brand, for growing my visibility, just freebrandcall.com slash EA. Uh, you can sign up for a free call with me and my team and we'll just hear about what you're working on for your brand, your goals for your visibility and, uh, and definitely help you craft a strategy from there to succeed. So really, really just loved this time with you. And for anybody who wants to reach out and connect, I would absolutely love to meet your audience and get to know them better. Fantastic. Elise, I really appreciate you being here today. Catapult to Commission's family, you have heard this is one of my favorite interviews, not to discredit any of my other previous interviews, but Elise Archer is my coach. She has helped build the Catapulting Commission's brand, the Anthony Garcia brand, and she's also a personal friend of mine. So be sure to uh, subscribe to her blog, get connected with her content. You will find so much value in that. If you're hesitant or not sure you want to build a brand, just schedule a call because having that conversation and that dialogue, whether you make the decision now or they make the decision six months from now, right? You just need to know what your options are and you never know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, from the beginning of, of the very first episode we spoke about, uh, I connected with Elise on a coaching opportunity for sales. That didn't quite work out, but we still connected. And I think this opportunity has fit us so much better. So I highly encourage and recommend that you do schedule that call to get with Elise and Elise's team and catapulting commissions family. I'm glad you joined me today. Elise, I'm glad you joined us today. You stay safe during this period and we'll talk soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Anthony. Well, that does it for today's episode on catapulting commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag Catapulting Commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions.